Hey friends, welcome back to Beam Voice. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Arthur Tomczak, my fellow friend from Norway, who now has started to work at Building Smart as a BSDD manager. Hello, Arthur. Hi, everyone. Yeah, good to be here. Even though we are both in Oslo, we meet online, but we will see each other probably in March, right? Yeah, I'll try to set up that uh, monthly, bi-monthly meeting, I guess, that uh, became now. And yeah, I'm looking forward to see you physically as well. It's a bit easier to record online. Of course, so, of course. Yeah, a bit more flexible. Before you start presenting yourself, let me just briefly say what we are going to cover today. Arthur is going to teach us a lot about IDS and BSDD, two things that are very, very interesting and very powerful governed by Building Smart International. Now, please introduce yourself. I'm Artur Tomczak and I'm originally from Poland. I've been here and there, but uh, right now I'm in Oslo. And uh, I came to Norway uh, two, two and a half years ago. And I came to Trondheim during the COVID times to make my PhD. And I'm doing a PhD on, yeah, on the digitalization uh, that can support circularity of our buildings. So how can we make uh, use of the technology to make our buildings more sustainable. And uh, I'm still doing that PhD in Trondheim, even though I moved to Oslo a few months ago. And yeah, uh, it's it's good to be here with all of those uh, beam experts located in Oslo, like you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so briefly about me. So I graduated structural engineering and then I quickly became interested in BIM. It all started in 2013 on the on my exchange in Finland, where I'd heard about yeah, BIM. And then I was really interested. I started to learn yeah, uh, Revit. I started to learn uh, Grasshopper, Rhino. And I quickly uh, decided to go to this path. I then found a job at Buda Hapold, where I stayed for, I think it was six years at Buda Hapold in Warsaw. For those that don't know, it's a global company from UK that yeah, covers structural and MEP services mostly. And there I was responsible for many things. I started as a beam technician, then I, I, I was uh, managing beam on some projects, but most of the time I was doing what you now call computational engineering. So in simpler words, I was automating our design work. So I was trying to write scripts in Dynamo, Grasshopper, Python, a bit of C-sharp to make our work faster so that we don't have those repetitive processes, but also that we can make much more quality assurance that we check the data before we publish it or share with clients. So that was what I was doing. And then at some point, I started to be also interested in our impact on the on the planet and how our decisions influence environment and within Bureau Happort, I was interested how we can we can automate life cycle assessment so this analysis of the impact of our buildings of our designs on the planet and that's how I got uh, involved in this sphere and then by recommendation I I got this offer uh, to do a PhD in Trondheim which was really great opportunity and I learned a lot since since I joined and yeah I hope that BIM can not only make our work faster but also make something good for the planet yeah you don't hope it's happening <laughs> yes you contribute yes. to that so yes. so I, I can only hope it will be even even greater influence yeah 
Yeah, well, we have no choice. We need to do it. We like it or not. We have people denying that. That's fine. That's their business. I personally prefer to take accountability for that and try to do something if I can. So I see you do the same. So that's that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, very nice. Yeah. yeah. Somebody could, for example, blame us for only talking and, and flying to conferences and, and spending <laughs> a lot of yeah, our carbon points, let's say, uh, on doing this. But if you if you look at it, buildings are responsible for yeah, 40% of the emissions compared to the aviation industry, which is only what, two and a half? So we can make much bigger impact if we do something about it. And now we, we come to the point where I got the offer to be involved in the BSDD, so the Building Smart Data Dictionary, which happened only quite recently, but I was involved in Building Smart activities for some time already. Because we, I don't know if you remember, we had the discussion uh, two years ago uh, that we should do a podcast on ideas, but we didn't find time then. So now, <laughs> now is the moment. Yeah, yeah and now it's uh, it's very very good that you uh, you are even uh, deeper into all these things. And uh, yeah, like uh, uh, we are going to have some uh, some interesting stuff to talk about. And uh, we are in an interesting position. Like you are you are developing this you are pushing this with all your efforts now you are paid you are hired to do that and me as a bin coordinator i i want to employ these tools i want to learn how i can use them on my projects and in my company right mm -hmm. yes and yeah i i think everybody heard about building smart and and there are chapters in in many countries we have chapter in norway which is quite active and yeah there are a lot of rooms within building smart like the technical room but also i don't know uh, the product room uh, mm -hmm. rail and yeah there are a lot of parts of building smart but i joined the technical group of building smart international which is as the name suggests yes yeah, the international part of yeah. building smart and we are trying to to yeah to support all of those activities in countries and in, in each of the rooms for example by helping people yeah use the tools that we uh, that we work on use the standards and and yeah we are also looking for feedback so i'm really open to hear your comments uh, or any of of you who are listening to us if you have some suggestions we are open to that and i'm exactly. here to spread the the interesting things we are working on and to bring open beam to to you guys that's very cool and uh, like you said this is a win-win situation this is the direction we should go for. These are the standards, open standards. Companies should try to look into and try to implement them, right? And then you need partners to develop uh, develop these tools and these standards quicker, faster, and make them more robust and uh, more appealing to everyone, right? So I think we have the, the perfect recipe here for success. Before we start going about ideas, tell me a bit about how did you end up actually working at Building Smart International? Whatever you can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, good question. So, as I said, I I'm still doing my PhD majority of my time, and at Building Smart, I'm on a yeah part time position, but it's very related to my PhD as well because <laughs> yeah, PhD is a framework for data dictionaries, and I'm dealing with data dictionaries in my PhD as well. So that's also a win win situation, and I was involved in Building Smart for quite some time, and. I was involved in the IDS project and I, I was aware of the other initiatives such as BSDD. I attended some events together with Building Smart. I presented 
last time was in Montreal that I presented very long session on circularity and BIM and how we can require circularity in BIM. You can check it uh, on YouTube if you're interested. Okay. Uh, but yeah, at some point I, I got the offer to make it on a more like weekly basis so that I also answer to people who want to succeed with BSDD and also yeah, manage the progress on BSDD because we have limited resources, but we have a lot of great ideas that are waiting to be implemented. I have help of, we have technical developer, we have, we have other people in the team working on it. So it's not that I only do the work. There is the whole team. Yeah, but this job like uh, that you got right now, you did not replace anyone, right? You just took on a new role? Well, yeah, I didn't uh, replace anyone. There was a project manager, but uh, unfortunately he couldn't continue. Frederick Grant, I don't know if you if you had the pleasure to to speak with him, but yes, he's still involved in BSDD. We have meetings from time to time and he just couldn't continue. But yeah, this project definitely requires attention because a lot of people are interested in it and there are a lot of things that need some management. Yeah, you know what? For me, these two standards or however you might call them ids and bsdd i see them as crucial for adopting technology quicker and automate the way we are working we are designing we are building and we are managing projects so ideas let's begin with that that's that's the past your past and then we'll continue with the oh. present <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely IDS is not a past. It's it's more like a, a, not not only present but a future as well. No, uh, I mean but, like in your career, yeah, like yeah, you I know, worked I know, more I know. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So I I have to make one correction because uh, but but you said I I will call it differently and I will. So IDS is a standard. It's it's one of the yeah Open Beam standards from Building Smart and. It just recently got um, uh, into the voting and soon will become a candidate standard, as it is called. So it yeah. will change the status. And BSDD is not a standard. BSDD is implementing standards from ISO. And what it is, it's, it's more like a service from Building Smart. So there are already ISO standards. I will mention them, but we don't need to, to go too deep into those that tell you how, what is a data dictionary and how it should look, what it should do and BSDD is impl implementation one of the couple implementations uh, of this of those standards mm -hmm. and since building smart is is the the body that that hosts it that provides this this service it's supposed to help the industry apply it because otherwise that would be yeah probably would take some more time but yeah ideas i hope many of you are familiar with ideas but those that don't know it's information delivery standard specification, uh, which is a standard from Building Smart. And uh, in simple terms, IDS is a common way to express our requirements, to specify them. And those requirements current, like until, until recently, we, we had many ways to do that. We often used Excel, we used uh, some tools that were helping with that. And what we missed is this opportunity to take the requirements from one product to the other, or to validate what we require uh, against I IFC. And IDS uh, yeah, is supposed to fill this gap so that we have open beam way to not only express, but also to validate requirements in a very 
uh, robust way. So we can we can call ideas a machine interpretable standard. So it's not only readable by machines because PDFs are also readable by machines, but it can be interpreted and the software will be able to tell, okay, this model is passing all of the requirements, but this one fails and, and then we can get the report. And yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's actually quite simple standard, much, much simpler than other standards you might be familiar with, maybe a bit more advanced than BCF, mm -hmm. uh, but, but still it's using this XML schema to, to, yeah, to define mm -hmm. those concepts. Let's talk a bit about a quite interesting topic regarding ideas, because although I might be wrong, maybe it was released, but does it have a, an official release date of the version one? No, it's not an official date, but uh, last week, technical director of Building Smart, Leon Van Berlo, published that it's going to be soon because it's already under voting. So I would expect it will take less than a month and it will be version 1.0. And currently it's uh, 0 0.9 something, but it won't change. Only the number will change, but it will stay the same as it is, which is good because we already have a lot of vendors already implemented it in their software. So IDS, oh. even though it's, it's still not, it's still this beta standard, it's already implemented in a lot of tools. Uh, like what tools are you talking about? Uh, like, for example, uh, Aka, USBeam, but recently also Plannerly. Yeah, I've seen that uh, on LinkedIn today or yesterday, something like that. that yeah, yeah included it's, it's, that it's as quite well. recent, but also, yeah, XBeam and, of course, uh, IFC OpenShell, which you are familiar with, yes. <laughs> so this is a project I worked on uh, two years ago. And, and then uh, since I... Yeah, since I, I did that project uh, during summer of 2021, then a lot of other coders yeah, got involved and they wrote what nowadays we call IFC Tester, which is a part of IFC OpenShell, which is open source uh, code. And free, by the way, from all the softwares you said, it's very mm. important to specify this. That's the only free tool that <laughs> it is from the list you gave me. Uh, yeah. XBIM, even XBIM. I think uh, uh, they have the viewer, the IFC viewer, but I don't think it's free for this, for ideas. I'm not sure. I'm also not sure, so I won't... Uh, <laughs> but Plannerly... Uh, yeah. yeah. Plannerly and uh, US... Aka. Aka yeah, yeah. They, they are paid uh, products for these yeah. features. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if yeah. you want to test, it's very easy to do that with Blender Beam. But if you have a subscription for Planoly or something else, then you can also do that. Mm -hmm. It's definitely maybe more user-friendly, but yeah, mm -hmm. you have options. Yeah, exactly. And then th that's the whole point that it's not only that you have to stick with one, but you can take your ideas requirements and you can use them in many other tools. And we can think of, for example, a use case that uh, some organization publishes their ideas requirements and you can, for example, check it in Blender Beam on your project, if your files are compliant with these requirements or not. IDS, right? The file that you create when you write these ideas, this is a standard or a file format or something, right? Has a, at its core. Yeah, so it's a schema. So it's a form in which you should write your requirements. And this form is using, yeah, quite, quite common uh, uh, format, which is XML. And yeah, the power of it is, is that it's quite easy to implement whatever, whatever you're using. If, if it's a browser-based software or, or any other 
it's quite easy to implement, especially if you have IFC OpenShell, which is an open source library that can help you with this. But yeah, this is a schema that, that we are providing as a standard. How complex is this? How difficult is this for a new beginner to learn and to implement, to write these IDSs? So I wouldn't recommend writing it in a notebook from scratch as you don't write also IFC models manually, right? By typing. So I think it's quite simple, but of course, for the end user, for example, beam coordinators, mm -hmm. I would suggest to use the software that allows you to, to create IDS, but also verifies against IDS. It's quite, quite simple. There are not too many things. I could show you the demo website I did two years ago, but with, I have to make a disclaimer that it's not updated to the latest version. Yeah, that, that was exactly what I wanted to ask you about. Like we forgot about the fifth tool, which is also free. At least it but, was for free, but I don't think it's works yeah. as expected, right? Yeah, I didn't list it as one of the tools because it's just the, the front, the front end, end of yeah. the IFC open shell. So it's exactly the same code. I just built it there as a website to demonstrate because I was participating in Google Summer of Code, which is like uh -huh. a summer project that, that Google is, is sponsoring. And I had the pleasure to be yeah, mentored by Thomas Krynan. Oh. And that was the project. Ah, so that's why you build that project. Now I understand. Okay, yes. now it makes yes. sense. Yes. So yeah, in this project, uh, I was working on IFC Tester, which was not called IFC Tester at the time, but uh, I can show you the screen. Yeah, yeah, please do it. This is this uh, website I built two years ago, and it's not updated to the latest version. It's quite behind, but it shows the concept. So in here, you can create your IDS in the browser. And for example, you can fill the description, you can uh, specify the author and so on. Mm -hmm. And here are your requirements. Right now, I have only one, which says walls need uh, info if load bearing. Then, because this is not that's not exactly that the case. <laughs> yeah, I can choose from the list IFC wall, and I can say yeah. that this IFC wall should have a property called load bearing. Okay, so you don't get any feedback if what you are typing it's correctly according to IFC schema. No, that's a part that could be on the side yeah. of software. I'm asking that because I see it for IFC wall. When you wrote wall, we could see all those elements, right? And yes. That's why. I built like a predefined list. I must say I'm not a front-end developer. My girlfriend is a front-end developer and architect, but I'm not. But yeah, this was just to demonstrate the idea, the simple idea yeah, yeah. of IDS. And there are already so many people working on it that I decided, okay, I want to spend more time on, on this one. But let's just continue. Let's say, okay, from a property set structural, let's make something up. Should be true. And you can add more. Uh, you can add more requirements. You can add more things. You could say mm -hmm. that this wall needs to be made of some material or follow some classification. And then you will get here the same in the plain text so that you yeah. can copy it to email or copy it to your documents. But the most important part is that you can download this file as IDS XML. So let's just do that now. And then you can uh, open it. Let me just do that. I will just open it with a notepad. And this is it. This is the, the, the whole IDS file we just created. It has here one specification and also some metadata such as, okay, when I created it, what purpose and so on. But here is the, yeah, the specification itself. So it has two parts and I will 
just quickly explain it and I recommend you to yeah to look at the documentation if you're interested in details but uh, the one part is applicability which says okay what elements should comply with that requirement in this case I take the IFC wall and then what are the requirements and in this case I have only one which says that a property uh, load bearing from a structural property set should have exactly this value but IDS also allows you to, uh, for example, specify enumeration, so a list of possible values. You can ask for patterns, so for example, that it should start with ABC and mm -hmm. so on. So there are a lot of possibilities how you can define it. This demo page doesn't allow for this, but there are other tools. Mm -hmm. And I think I think Dion was also working on IFC tester. Yeah. On the, I think it's it's already here. Yeah. So there is yeah. more advanced. Page. But it's just uh, for you to, you cannot create anything. You can just audit a model here. You maybe. cannot create it. It Let's... was the plan to do it, but you can just uh, upload the IFC file and the uh, IDS to uh, run see. the test. Okay. Yeah. I'm not informed uh, about this, but okay. Yeah. There are many tools that allow you to create IDS and, and, and also to, to, to validate models. Yeah. But the plan was actually to develop this further, but we did not get the chance to uh, iron out uh, the details to mm -hmm. continue to try to uh, develop the possibility to generate also ideas. It might come when Dion will get some time and go ahead with it, but we will see. Just a side note, everything mm -hmm. related to ideas, yeah, almost everything can be found yeah. on the GitHub of Building Smart. If you go to ideas repository, and for those that are not aware of GitHub, it's more like a like a Dropbox for code. So you have here folders with documents and you can find the, yeah, the documentation of IDS, but also in the development, you can find the latest version of IDS. And here is what your software needs to know about IDS. Mm -hmm. And yeah, here's a long list of all of the possible things that you can do. But what's also important here, you can also see the examples. For example, there is IDS for wooden windows and you can, use those files to, to check if you if you can use it, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's quite useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I've been uh, looking through these files the last uh, weeks and uh, I'll try to make some videos about this with my uh, beginner understanding of them. Good. Yeah. So yeah, this is it about IDS. It's very useful, but I don't think there is much more to tell about IDS itself. Yeah, there is something actually, because this was the weird part about this. Although this is not released yet, I know at least a couple of people using it officially at work. How much can you tell me about that part? Or how much do you know about this? Of course, since it's useful, you can use it. The official status is just something that gives, yeah, maybe the credibility to this standard. But with all of the standards, it takes time to approve, to go through this official process. But since, for example, Dion, I think he was one of the, the first to use IDS in his work. So... Yeah, I know people that started using it two years ago when it was like the first wow. <laughs> beta version. And that's also the beauty of it, that it's useful. That's the risk with it, though, if you don't have an official version, that um, a lot of changes might occur in a short span of time. And uh, that's nicer when you get the official version. You know that you'll get some consistency. Yes, exactly. Right now, yeah, IDS is grown enough uh, to soon become, yeah, the version 1.0. So I don't expect any other changes in the near future. 
I hope this will provide no excuses approach anymore for uh, more people interested to try it and for more companies to try to use it. So that's why I'm very excited about this because now we remove that part, like you said, because a lot of people are blocked just when they see that, well, this is not official. Although it's quite late version 0.9, it's very close to official version, right? Because the same with IFC4, I got someone commenting, uh, I think, on one of my posts uh, this week about using IFC4 over IFC2 X3. Because if it's not certified software, you won't use it, right? And you will just default to worse quality of information. I don't like that mindset. I think differently. But this helps in this situation. Getting things officially, remove these barriers. Yeah, but of course, I see the point that some some organizations, they run projects for years and they need to have mm -hmm. some certainty and, and yeah. yes, yeah, certified software provide that certainty, but it takes time not only to implement new versions, but also to, yeah, to update the software. So of course, things go much quicker if you have community like OSR driving things, but sometimes some processes when it comes to standardization, they take time. Yeah, I think we covered quite well IDS. 